Hey, good morning. Happy Easter to you. You glad to be here? Anyone, anyone kind of tired after all that? <laughs> Listen, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, last night, so we sent out a video. I know all of you open all the emails that we send you, and I appreciate that about you guys. Uh, but we sent out an email with all the songs, and, and I just got to tell you, you know, Resurrection Sunday started for me at 12.01, and I was going through all these songs and I was worshiping. I was singing pretty loud in my living room last night and tears were pouring down my face. And so, I, man, I am so thankful to be here. And, and I just was thinking about this uh, as I was thinking about gathering today. And we are here to celebrate the resurrected Savior. Jesus is alive. Is that a wonderful thing today? Jesus is alive. This event, this event happened 2,000 years ago, and today people are gathering all over the world. More people will gather today than any other time this year, and we all gather together. So it's one thing to stand in a sanctuary full of people and sing these awesome songs and praise God, but I want you to get this bigger picture that today we are worshiping the mighty God, the resurrected Savior with people all over the world. There is nothing better you can be doing this morning. So thank you for being here. If you're, if you're joining us online, thank you so much for worshiping with us. Uh, we, we have a lot to celebrate today. A lot. He is alive. So, so we, we've been working through the I Am series. And this I Am series is taken from the seven statements that Jesus makes in John's gospel. Uh, he makes seven statements, seven statements that tell... I always do that. Seven. I've got to get this hand involved. Seven statements... Uh, about who he is that helps us know him and helps us walk with him. And, and so I'm just going to recap really quick. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the true vine. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Listen, you may have missed some of those previous Sundays. If you did, wonderful thing about today's world is you can get all of that online, and I just want to encourage you, you need to know him. You need to walk with him every day, and he gave us his word, and he teaches us exactly who he is and what he does for us, and so today, we're going to have our seventh, which is I am the resurrection and the life. Today, we don't just celebrate that he was resurrected from the dead, we celebrate that he is resurrection, and life. And so we're going to be in John chapter 11, and um, it's going to be on the screen for you. The first 11 or, or seven verses won't be on there, um, but I want you to stand with me. And listen, if you're new today, this might be a little bit different. You might think we're weird, but, but we stand, um, number one, because we believe God's word is holy and sacred, but, but number two, we believe that, that God is alive, we believe that Jesus is alive and that his Holy Spirit is living in us and that he speaks to us and leads us through his word. And so we stand to take a posture of hearing from him and I want you to know this today, we, this isn't just lip service, Jesus is alive and he wants to speak to you today through his word, not through anything clever I can come up with. Through his word. So we're going to be reading a good bit here. Um, just, just stick with me here and, and let's hear this seventh I am statement. In, in chapter 11, it starts by saying, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, 
the one who you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, oh, this is, we're going to be repeating this a little bit, so get, hear this. When, when, he, when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Mary and uh, Martha and her sister and Lazarus, so when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. Verse 11 now. After he had said this, he went on to tell them. This is, he's speaking to his disciples at this point. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. But I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought that he just meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But now let us go to him. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to, uh, to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. And when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. And so Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Now we're skipping down to verse 38. We're going to see the, the conclusion of this story. Jesus, once, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he's been in there for four days. And then Jesus said, listen to this, did I not tell you? that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. And so they took the stone away. Then Jesus looked, looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and his feet, wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. He was alive. Praise God. Have a seat for me. Father, we thank you for your word, and I just pray that you would speak to us, Lord. I thank you that you are the resurrection and the life, and I pray that you would just make that crystal clear to us today and that each and every one of us would live completely surrendered to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so, so we're going to get, you guys love it when I do this. Um, but, but we're going to get a little involved here. So I need your help today. I, I need you to turn to someone next to you and say, it doesn't end in death. All right, come on now. Come on now. I need you to, listen, I, I get to get up here and preach every Sunday, and some of you would never want to stand up here and preach. You wouldn't want to be in front of people. Today, you're going to be a preacher, okay? 
but you got to preach it. What would you guys think if I just stood up here and said, it doesn't end in death? How would you, you guys wouldn't come back, would you? Listen, I need you to preach the good news today. Turn to someone next to you and say, it doesn't end in death. Thank you. Thank you. Over this series, we've been looking as Jesus ministered, and, and we've seen this thing happen. Uh, as Jesus has made these statements, as he's, as he's done healings, as he's ministered to people, there's been this growing issue between Jesus and the religious people. Sometimes religious people, you know, they're set in their ways, right? It's tough to get them to get excited and say something. <laughs> but but they're, they're struggling, and, and there's this growing kind of resentment and discontent because Jesus was a threat to them. And, and this story actually, it tells us, is kind of the catalyst, kind of the final straw that leads the religious people to put Jesus to death. And so this is a huge deal here. And in this story, we see some people that are very close to Jesus, Mary, Martha, Lazarus. There are several stories that, that involve these friends of Jesus. And so this is a really personal story. I want, to, I want this to be personal to us. See, these were people that Jesus loved very much. And he's in the middle of his ministry, and there's this growing thing happening. And, and all of a sudden, word is sent that, hey, Lazarus, the one that you really love, is sick. Really, he's, he's dying. And Jesus turns, and he, he says to them, he says, this sickness will not end in death. Go ahead and say it again. This sickness will not end in death. He said he knows, he's told they're coming to him. There's this there's this thing that's happening. The one that you love is a, is about to die. He's really sick and Jesus says this crazy thing. He says this sickness will not end in death. But there if you read through the whole story, we can put together from the story that when Jesus says this, Lazarus is already dead. So they've sent word to him, but by the story, we can figure out that Lazarus is already dead when he receives that word, and Jesus says this crazy thing. He says, this sickness will not end in death. So here's the question. Uh, was Jesus crazy? Did he not know what he was talking about? Is he just plain wrong? And the answer is no. Listen to what he says again. This sickness will not, what? End in death. It doesn't say this sickness, that, that he's not going to die. It says this won't end in death. So this is the first point that I need you to get today. That, that this sickness will not end in death. With Jesus, death is not the final outcome for the believer. Please hear that today. In Jesus, death is not the final outcome. Yes, Lazarus was already dead. He had already been put in the tomb. And Jesus said, this will not end in death. Because with Jesus, death is never the final outcome. This is good news for us today. This is really good news. Elbow someone and say, it's really good news. Listen, if you are a believer in Jesus, death is not the final outcome. Some of you today have been walking through some really difficult things. I know it because I, I, I've heard some of the stories. And I know that even the ones I haven't heard, that there, there's a lot of us here today that have been walking through some really difficult stuff. I know there are a lot of people who are walking through health battles that, are, that 
that are just beyond what we can grasp. And and there's this feeling that that we're moving towards death. Let me tell you a little bit of bad news before I tell you the good news today. All of us are headed towards death on this earth. We can't escape it. It's part of it. But we are all headed in that way. But here's the good news. Maybe some of you today are, are in a place where you had a relationship that's broken. Maybe, maybe you've lost your job. Maybe something's changed in your life and you're just feeling like there's, there's hopelessness and you feel like there's finality coming and that you've lost everything. Jesus tells us today that it doesn't end in death. Turn and proclaim it to someone next to you. It doesn't end in death. So listen, the good news today, the bad news is none of us are going to cheat death. The good news is it doesn't end there for the believer. Jesus doesn't say you will not die. Jesus says this doesn't end in death. So the second thing that's kind of interesting here is that Jesus receives this word that, that a close friend of his is sick and dying. And what, what he does is really strange. It says, so he stays there for two more days. Have you ever heard, you know, big news like that, that somebody was sick or being rushed to the hospital? Just yesterday we had extravaganza here. Thank you to everyone that was a part of that and served. But, but yesterday during extravaganza, we, ha- we got message that somebody from our church was being rushed to the hospital with a heart attack. And you know what I didn't do? I didn't say, well, let's just hang out for a few more days and then we'll check in on it. No, what do you do? You go, right? And this is so puzzling because it says Jesus found out that somebody he loves was sick and dying. And it says he waited. For Any of you ever, uh, all right, little confession time. Let's have some fun. Any of you ever sped in your car trying to get somewhere with urgency because something wrong was happening? Anyone? All right, we got some honest people and some dishonest people if... if if we're being clear. We, we sense urgency. This story has a sense of urgency to it. The, the, they're coming to Jesus and saying, hey, your friend, the one you love, Lazarus, is sick and dying. And Jesus has this really weird response. Hey, let's just stay here. It says there that now, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. So when he he loved them, so he stayed for two more days. Have you ever been at the place that you just, you wanted a little more urgency from God? You, you, you're, have you ever cried out to God and say, said, hey, you know, I'm, you know I'm struggling here, you know I need you, and felt that sense of urgency? And Jesus said, it says, because he loved them, When he heard Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. And what we see in this story is that Jesus waiting two more days was for their benefit. See, sometimes we we see God's indifference. Sometimes we struggle because we want urgency from God. And sometimes, let's just be honest, we don't get it. Sometimes we pray, God, I need you here now, and, and we don't feel that. It says... Jesus waited because he loved them. Jesus' waiting was for their benefit. What we see as God's indifference is sometimes God's gift to us. 
Have you ever been in that place? Some of you know this story. I've, I've even talked about it before up here, but six, seven years ago was a really tricky time in our life. That was, I've been on staff here for quite a while, 14 years or so, and this church went through a transition about six, six and a half years ago, and there was a year of our life where, where everything was kind of in limbo. Mom's going through cancer, coming towards her final days. We didn't know what was next for us. We, didn't, we, we knew God was calling us to something, but we didn't know what it was. And for a year, I prayed, God, just give me clarity here. I talked last week about that we want the plan. We want the roadmap, right? But sometimes we want urgency. And I'm just going to be honest with you and tell you that six years ago, I was in a place where I was saying, God, could you be a little bit more concerned about this? I'm just being real with you. God, I really would like an answer. This is an urgent situation. Please help me. It was even to the point that I would get in my car at midnight and I would drive around town and I would pray, God, I really need you to give me some clarity. Help me. Have you ever been in that place? It's where I was. But Jesus waits. In verse 12, Jesus explains his waiting a little further. Or in verse 11, it says, after he said this, he went on to tell them, this is to the disciples, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. And his disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. But Jesus had been speaking about his death, but the disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And listen to this again. You're going to hear the same thing you heard earlier. For your sake, I'm glad I was not there. Why? So that you may believe. Let's go to him. So, so Jesus says his waiting was for their benefit, not just for the disciples, but for Mary and Martha. His, their waiting, his waiting was for their benefit. And what was the benefit? So that they may believe. Listen, the truth is that Jesus could have snapped his fingers and Lazarus would have been healed. Jesus could have gone there. And Lazarus would have been, we see story after story after story in scripture where Jesus heals people that are sick, that Jesus has done miracles. And so the truth is Jesus could have healed him. He could have snapped his fingers. He could have said a word. He could have done anything and Lazarus would have been healed. But he says it was for your benefit that I was not there and that I didn't heal him so that you may believe. Listen, we often we often cry out to God, God, I need a little urgency here. God, I could really use an answer to this problem. I could really use some healing. And sometimes we feel like God is indifferent to our struggles, but sometimes God is just waiting so that we can believe. And I want you to hear this, and, and this, might sound, this might sound crazy or harsh, but it's not. What's more important than you being healed or getting what you think you need or you think you want is that you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Can I say that a few more times here? It's more important for you to believe in Jesus as your Savior and believe in him as the resurrection and life than for you to get what you think you need or want. It's more important. Jesus is saying it right here. He says, Lazarus is dead, but for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. Jesus' main concern 
is our belief. That's what this story is all about. Is them and us believing that he is resurrection and life. And and that sounds harsh. It sounds like Jesus doesn't care about Lazarus' health. That's not true. If you read through the story, there are three different times where it says Jesus is deeply moved. The shortest verse in Scripture, what is it? Jesus wept. Jesus wept over this. It's not that he didn't care about Lazarus and his health. It's not that he didn't care about Mary and Martha. It's not that he didn't care about his disciples. It's that it's more important for us to believe in him than to get what we think we want or need, even in life and death circumstances. See, here's the thing. If we rely on results, healing, getting what we think we need, if we rely on those things, our life is based on the results that we get. And and I told you the hard truth earlier that all of us are headed toward the grave on this earth. I'd love to sit here and tell you that everything's going to work out perfect and everybody's going to love you and nobody's ever going to say anything mean about you and, and all that good stuff. But listen, the truth is, we are all headed for the grave here on this earth. In fact, Lazarus in this story was raised to life, but you know what? He's not sitting here with us today. He eventually died. That's where we're headed but Jesus says it's important for you to believe because if, if, our, if our life is tied to results, we are going to be disappointed and we are going to lose our life. Jesus said it's more important that you believe because I am the resurrection and the life. So if you believe in me, there's never disappointment. I mean, sure, you're going to go through, through some things and there, there are going to be moments of earthly disappointment. But if you believe in him, you have life eternal. He says, it's more important that you believe. John chapter 20 says this. uh, It says, this is the purpose of, of John's gospel. It says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Can I just tell you today that It's great to get answers to prayer. It's really good when everything works out. It's great when it all turns out the way the Christian movies do. But it doesn't always turn out that way. But Jesus says, it's more important that you believe in me because if you believe in me, I am resurrection and I am life. So six years ago, I'm in this place of wanting some urgency from God. And, and I mean, you, you know, I, I'm, I cry all the time. It's nothing new. But I, I'm driving around at midnight. I'm crying. I'm saying, God, could you please give me some answers? Could you please help me out? Could you please just have a little bit more urgency? And, and that lasted a year long. And, and, and I, I don't want to sit up here and just say, oh, everything was perfect. Listen, what I want to tell you is this. It was hard waiting But I received a gift so much better than quick answers. I received the presence of the resurrected Savior. I received life in him. I say this all the time. I look back, I say, man, that was one of the hardest years of my life. Maybe the best year of my life. 
Not that I didn't have him before, not that I don't have him now. But in the waiting, in the struggle, I was reminded over and over again that he is resurrection and he is life. And it's not about me getting answers. It's about me knowing and walking with him. And I will say this all the days of my life. Those were hard years, but they were great years. Because I had the resurrected Savior walking with me every step of the way. Jesus tells us that in the next part of the story. Verse 21, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. That's a good old church answer. That's, she's not wrong. Yes, there is hope of one day resurrection. And we like to think about that in the church and talk about that. And we're not wrong. She, says, she gives the right answer. Yeah, he is going to rise one day in resurrection, in eternal life. But Jesus says this, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. I want you to hear this. Some of you may be in the middle of one of the most broken times of your life. You could be in a place where you're just praying, God, a little urgency here. Maybe, maybe some of you are going through health battles that, that seem like they're headed to a bad ending. Listen, all of us, all of us are going to go through things. And, and we're all going to end up, I hate to tell you this, we will all end up in a grave someday. But death isn't the end. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. And anyone who believes in me, even though they will die, they will live. And then he says, if you live by believing in me, you will never die. He's not contradicting himself. Let me tell you what he's saying. You can be in the most broken, torn up place of your life. You can be in the most hopeless situation of your life. And he, the resurrection and the life, can give you life to the fullest. You can be in that place of crying out and driving around in your car like a crazy person and crying and, and you can just be struggling with everything, but he is resurrection and life and he can give you life to the fullest, even in the middle of it. Some of you have experienced loss. Talked about my mom. My mom's been gone four years. That's tough to believe. She's not gone. Because even though... The believer dies, they live. So, so here's what I want you to get. Yes, there's resurrection life. Jesus says, don't, you know, your brother will live again. And, and Martha says, well, I know one day he will. And Jesus says, no, I am the resurrection and the life. And what he's saying is, only in Jesus can we experience life both now and eternal. This is something that I've heard in the church way too much that, that's not true, is that we're just living for the one day, that we're just buying our time to get to glory, to get to the eternal life. Listen, I want you to hear this. We've talked about this all through this series. In Christ, there is eternal life right now. If you believe, this is why belief was so important in this story. This is why it was good for Jesus to wait, because if you believe, 
You have life today. Turn to someone next to you and say, it doesn't end in death. All right, you slip back into old habits. We've fallen back a little bit. Come on and proclaim it. Say, it doesn't end in death. All right, now turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus is life. Today. Listen, even in death, there is life for the one who believes. Even in death, there's life. I read it this way in a commentary I thought was really good. It said, true belief in Christ brings the hope of eternity into our present circumstances. So you can be at the end of your rope, you can be in the worst place, and you can have the hope of eternal life living in you now. Jesus is life. Moving down to verse 38, we see the resolution. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not... We need to hear this better. I I don't need to rush through that. Let me say this. Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? You you guys should be more excited about that. (laughs) Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, remember, it's all about belief. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. Jesus is resurrection. Jesus is life. The four-day thing is kind of significant in the story. A couple different reasons. Uh, Number one, in those days, the, the people believed that you could actually, your spirit didn't leave your body, your soul didn't leave your body for three days after they thought you were dead. And so they actually believed that you could come back to life within a three-day period. So remember when Jesus said, hey, we're gonna wait a couple more days? That's significant because that put them over the three-day mark to where there could be no question what happened here. This was Jesus. This was resurrection from Jesus. The other thing, we see it in in the text. Jesus says, roll away the the stone. And they say, no, don't roll away the stone. He's been dead for four days. He's going to stink. It's going to be nasty. See, in in that place in those days, there would be decay already. And, And so four days was a long time. But Jesus says, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Listen, I'd love to stand up here today and do the whole prosperity gospel thing and tell you you're going to get rich and everyone's going to love you and you're never going to have anyone speak bad about you and you're not going to die. You're going to look just as beautiful as you do today forever. It's all good. I'd love to tell you that, but the truth is, we're going to experience some difficulties in this life, and all of us are headed in this, on this earth to a grave. But can I tell you the good news today? Three things. Death is not the end. Two, Jesus is resurrection and life today. And three, if you believe, why belief is so important, if you believe, you will see his glory. Worship teams, 
going to come up and we're going to sing a couple songs to close out service. And listen, I know that some of you today might be dealing with some stuff. Today we came to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Praise God. But I want you to know that the resurrection of Jesus, it's not just an event. It's who he is. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and I am life. And today I know that some of you have been walking in struggle. I know that some of you have been feeling hopeless. I know some of you are dealing with health challenges that you feel like are never going to go away. I know that some of you, I know it, that you're dealing with broken relationships and disappointments. And I know there are people in this room that feel hopeless. Death is not the end. I'd love to promise you it's all going to work out perfect. I can't promise you that. What I can promise you is this. Death is not the end. Jesus is resurrection and life. And if you'll believe today, you'll see the glory of God. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to stand up and I want to pray over you. And then I want to invite you. If there's something in your life, we're, we're going to sing a song called I Speak Jesus, and we're just going to speak the power of Jesus over the things in our life. We're going to speak the resurrected power of Jesus over our lives, over our neighbors, over our families. And so here's the deal. Maybe some of you came in today with a heavy heart, and maybe some of you came in today feeling hopeless. Today, Jesus is resurrection and life. So I want to invite you to respond to God's word. Maybe your response is just worshiping and saying, praise God, praise him. I speak his name over my life. Maybe today you need to come to an altar and lay something down that you've been struggling with. Maybe today you need to come pray for somebody else that it seems hopeless. Maybe today you just need to lay everything down at his feet. Let's speak Jesus. Resurrection and life over everything. Father, I pray that we would respond to your word now. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us and I pray that each one of us would, would be completely open and surrendered. And Lord, I pray that you would give us life today. In Jesus' name, amen.